Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness Podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex yo yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Mind of My Wellness podcast. This is your host, Danny, and this podcast episode has been a long time coming. I have actually sat down to record this, I mean, maybe five times, and as I'm recording, I'm like, you know what? I'm not quite to the point where I'm ready to share about this yet because I still have a lot of question marks and unknowns and there's still a long journey ahead for me. But we are finally at a place where I feel like we can talk about it and I'm very open about sharing this topic on my social media. If you follow me on Instagram and you have been following me for a while, you know this is something that has been a constant conversation over the past almost two years, which we'll get into in this episode, but it has been this ever-flowing conversation. I have a whole highlight on it saved, and I get so many DMs, and every time I post a Q&A box, I get multiple messages asking where I'm at with this journey. And if you can't guess already, this is my hormone journey. When I started out with my hormone journey, I felt I was pretty alone. I felt oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? And through opening up and sharing my story, I have realized how many other women experience very similar situations like me or have gone through a very similar journey. Maybe they're ahead of me and they're out of it, or maybe they are just you know, coming off of birth control and starting to feel some of the things that I was going through. So it has been such a release sharing this because not only do I feel like, oh, I, great, I feel like I'm helping others, but it's really helping me too. You guys really help me feel like, okay, you know, I'm not on an island. There are other people who are in a similar boat. So I hope that by sharing my experience with my hormone journey as I transitioned off of birth control two years ago, that it helps to connect with others who are in a similar journey, experience similar effects to their hormones, their cycle. And again, this is just my experience. I am not providing any medical information around this. My hope for this episode is that I can take you through what my experience was, what I did, what I feel worked and what didn't work. And now where I'm at and what the main drivers were that I really think got me to where I am today. Because it's been a long journey. There has been a lot in this journey. And I am just so thankful that I took an approach that was 
solving the root of the problem versus masking it and masking it and masking it. So before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to give a couple special call outs because I read every single one of your guys's reviews and I had to call out just a couple people because they just totally made my day. Iris Flowers 082994 said, Girl time. I love this podcast. It feels like a one on one podcast with my friend who is sharing a wealth of knowledge with me. Danny also includes lots of options to make this podcast work for me and my health journey. This totally made my day because this is the best compliment. I truly feel like I become friends with my clients and those who that I message on Instagram and I'm glad that it's felt on the other side too. It's social media is a very, very interesting world, but I'm so glad that I'm able to connect with you and you're able to connect with me in this deeper format here on the podcast. And Drew282 said, such a good listen. Danny is easy to listen to and provides so much good information that's easy and simple to digest. I've learned a lot so far after listening to just a few podcasts which is my goal. I hope to equip you with so much information between the podcast, between my free resources, between my Instagram, that you feel so well-equipped to navigate your own journey. And this is what I teach every single one of my clients within the Macro Accelerator, my one-on-one coaching program. My goal for that program is, yes, of course, we get to your goal. You look good. You feel confident. But you understand the foundations. You know how to take it well beyond the program. As much as I love you, I hope that I never have to work with you again because you're like, girl, I got this. I know everything. I know how to do this on my own. And of course, I love when people come back and we work together again because I love working with my clients. But my goal is that you learn how to navigate all life throws at you on your own. So I'm glad that this podcast is just another resource to get into your earbuds and educate you on building sustainable habits, finding a nutrition plan, a movement plan, a mindset plan that works for you to support you wherever you are on your journey and get you to wherever you want to go. All right, how about we get into this episode? I'm going to start from the very beginning just to give you some context. So in high school, I went on hormonal birth control. I went on the pill because A, I was struggling with acne and B, I had irregular periods. I did not have a period every single month. So my doctor had recommended to me and my mom that I go on hormonal birth control because it will help to regulate my cycle and all of that good stuff. Now. Knowing what I know now, and if you haven't listened to my very early podcast episode with Maddie Scanapico, we dive into transitioning off of birth control. I talk a little bit about my experience. She dives into a lot of the science behind it and what the birth control pills really doing. It's kind of just masking things. It's not actually regulating my cycle. And of course, at the time, I didn't know that. So I was on hormonal birth control for years. Up until I tried to come off of hormonal birth control, I think it was 2017, 2018. And at that point, I had stopped taking the pill, just cold turkey. And within about 30 to 60 days, my face 
just completely covered in acne. I didn't get a cycle. I knew that was kind of common. So I was like, okay, we'll give this a little bit of time. But my skin was just covered in acne. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm not ready to have children yet. So my doctor said, let's just go on the pill, go back on the pill. So I did. And I was back on it until I got married in April of 2022. It just so happened that at the same time, I had left my full-time job in corporate two weeks before my wedding, and I was transitioning over to my own health insurance plan. So my birth control actually stopped. So it kind of worked out where I was already planning on coming off of birth control. And then with the insurance ending with my current birth control, I just went cold turkey again. Again, I didn't know any better. I just knew that, okay, you know what? I'm going to go off of the pill. I was fine for about three months. Then three, four months into completely being off of the pill, my skin started breaking out again. And at this point, I still hadn't gotten my period yet. I knew through the research I was doing that can be pretty normal. It can take a little bit of time to re-regulate your cycle and get your period back. But after six months of no period and really struggling with acne, I went in to a women's health clinic that focused on the reproductive system. And what they had me do is they really had me focus on acupuncture and supplementation. And I went there weekly to start. I think I even went two times a week at the very beginning based off their recommendation. And within two months, I had gotten my period back. I got my period back and then I had a pretty short cycle and I got my second period. And I was like, great, this is working. Amazing. I was still struggling with the acne piece though. So fast forward to the third month when I should have been getting my cycle, I had just launched my new course. I was doing this big launch around it with a big program and it was a very stressful time. I was working late nights. I was getting up early and you know, squeezing in my gym session at 5 a.m., coming home and I was on the computer all day. I was very stressed, and I do think that this contributed to my re-loss of period. Plus, marrying that with I also went into a deficit at this time. Now, my deficit was not too low. I was actually not experiencing a ton of hunger in my progress in this deficit. This deficit wasn't an extreme one. I wasn't really looking to like drop a ton of body fat, and I was trying to really prioritize getting my cycle back. But I realized pretty quickly that, you know what, this probably isn't the best time to be in a deficit, and I really need to work on my stress management techniques and set up a lifestyle that is going to better support my overall health. Because what happens with your body is when it's under stress. And stress can be induced by many different things. It can be induced by like physical stress, like you're stressed at work or life situations. It could be stress if you're under eating. It could be stress that you're not getting enough sleep or there are so many different things that that are considered stress on the body. When your body is under stress, the first thing to go are your hormones. 
That's the first thing because technically you don't need them to survive. You do not need your hormones to survive. However, you need everything else to function to survive. So that's the first system to just kind of, all right, we're going to pop out of there. So as I'm going through this process, total side note, I had also injured my wrist. And at that time, I had to choose between acupuncture and continuing with my acupuncture and going to a physical therapist just because they were out of pocket expenses. So I went to a physical therapist. I stopped acupuncture. Looking back, I 100% think that acupuncture and proper supplementation helped me regain my cycle. Then I lost it due to stress on the body. When I lost it again, I did not get my cycle back for almost six months. And over that six months, I had started to do a lot more research. And this is when I discovered an actual term for what I was experiencing, and that is hypothalamic amenorrhea, or HA. And this is when you have a loss of period or very, very, very irregular periods. And I also realized that going all the way back to high school, I was probably struggling with something similar, if not the same thing, back then. And what I did was I was just masking it with a quote-unquote fake period for years. And so there was a root of the problem that we had to get to. This is when I started, again, diving in and doing more research and looking for a specialist who could help me really understand what was going on. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned yet is when I was doing acupuncture the first time, they had also performed a Dutch test for me. This is a dried urine test that reports out a very comprehensive report on your hormones. And I had seen this report or this test popping up quite a bit. And when my doctor recommended it, I said, oh, yeah, let's absolutely do that. I'd love to do that. And we can get a sense of, you know, where are my hormones falling at a very granular level to then work from the root of it. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well-lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. Now, looking back, again, if you listen to my past podcast episode with Maddie, we dive into this too. Looking back, that's probably not where I would have started. That Dutch test, the initial Dutch test I took, all of my hormone levels showed very, very, very low levels. And that could be because I was still 
transitioning off of the birth control pill. It's really unclear. But fast forward to May of 2023, I started working with Maddie one-on-one. And she recommended that I do a GI map test. And this is a gut test. It's a stool test, so it's not the most glamorous to do. But I got so much information out of that test. This test we started to conduct. And what we learned was that I had higher levels of H. pylori, which is a bad bacteria as well as an overgrowth of candida. So candida is a yeast in the gut, which everyone has candida. It's okay to have candida, but when it overgrows, that's where it becomes a problem. And this is what we started to identify as, oh gosh, this might be the stress in my body that's resulting in this irregular or loss of period, as well as my skin. Candida can come up through the skin and cause these flare-ups of acne. So what we did was we went on a very aggressive protocol. And by aggressive, I mean, I do not wish this upon anybody. Nor is it a weight loss method. This diet that I went on with the supplementation is not anything that I would recommend anybody do unless they have a medical reason to do so. My protocol ended up being about five and a half months. And I had to eliminate a lot of foods that could contribute to feeding the yeast. What we were trying to do was move through these different stages. First was to starve the yeast. Then it was to heal the gut and then start to reintroduce foods back in. So for about five and a half months, I was taking different protocols of supplements, natural supplements to help to kill the bacteria and the H. pylori and the candida, then heal the gut, and then I could start to introduce foods back in. So with the diet part of this, this was very restrictive, which it was very hard for me because I preach balance. I preach non-restriction, but when there are certain medical reasons that you have to follow a specific diet, then by all means, follow that. Now, there's a lot of mixed research, and I get a lot of questions about this too, because there's a lot of mixed research on if you actually have to go to the extent of doing the candida diet or the candida cleanse to heal your candida overgrowth. And it really comes down to Whoever you are choosing as your practitioner, me, I highly trust Maddie. I also, just from my own research and from my own knowledge with the realm that I work in, I know how the food we eat directly impacts our body. So for me, I knew that I wanted to take this approach because it made sense to me. Now, you might have, if you're going through candida or if you have or if you do, not saying that you need to do this by any means, but it is what felt right for me and what Maddie also had recommended for me. And this was to eliminate a lot of foods and grains, certain fruits that were higher in sugar, 
basically all I was eating were vegetables. I couldn't eat sweet potato. I couldn't eat potatoes because they have a higher sugar content in them. And sugar is what feeds the yeast, the candida in your gut. So I had really restricted a lot of those foods. I was eating leafy greens, veggies, cruciferous veggies, a lot of protein and nuts. And it was hard. It was extremely hard. I really had to adapt my lifestyle around it. And it took a while for me to really find some meals that I felt like, okay, I can get used to this. I did fully commit to it because I was so committed to healing my gut and to eventually starting a family with my husband. That was my motivational factor. That was the thing that just kept pulling me through day in and day out. Now, throughout this five and a half month protocol, I did, over the course of time, introduce a couple foods that were, in the first month or so, were kind of like off limits for me as I was really working on the kill phase of this protocol. But then I started introducing a couple things back in. So like pea protein, I started introducing that back in. I was eating IQ bars because those are whole food focused and I could pull those back in. So then I started just slowly adding a couple things back in and assessing how my body was feeling. Now, as I was going through this, I was really tired. I was really fatigued, which is very common with the supplementation because what's happening is your body is killing this bacteria and yeast. And when it attacks it, it kind of like explodes in a sense and it causes a lot of just fatigue in the body. So I was experiencing a ton of fatigue. I was just counting down the days until I started to feel better. It was a very long process, five and a half months, depending on how you're looking at it. It can either be like, wow, that's not that long. Or when you're in it day in and day out, it feels like a really long time. However, I do not say this to scare anybody. It was the best decision I had ever made. And I am so glad that I went through this protocol, that I attacked the root of the problem. And after this protocol, as I started seeing symptoms improve, like my skin started clearing up, I did get my cycle back. This is when I started slowly incorporating foods back in and we started weaning off some of the supplements and taking away some of the supplements. At this point, once I started introducing food back in, then I got to the point where I was pretty much eating back to my normal routine with some small tweaks. Like I have since eliminated gluten from my diet because I have intestinal permeability, leaky gut. If you've heard of that term, gluten can be a contributor to that. So I had really eliminated certain things from my diet, like gluten, started to minimize my dairy intake because I was noticing that that was causing some flare-ups with my skin, as well as egg whites. Egg whites were a trigger for my skin too. So I now just am more cautious when I do eat dairy and when I do eat eggs because I do have a threshold. I can eat a little bit of those foods throughout the week and be fine. It's just when I overconsume them, that's when things kind of flare up. So this was a huge learning process for me, and I was able to really connect with my body and 
for maybe one of the first times, I was able to enjoy food again and then able to understand when there was a food that was a flare-inducing food for me. And I knew how to adjust and navigate through that. So this was a huge, huge win for me, identifying what was going on in the gut, solving that, and then kind of working backwards. So getting to the root of the problem versus masking it with Band-Aids. My primary care doctor had recommended that I go on Clomid to just get my you know, ovulation back and get my cycle going. And yes, that is a totally valid route to take, but I knew that I wanted to solve the root of the problem. And if I was just taking medications, I would never be getting to the root of that. To each their own, there is, I'm not at all (laughs) saying anything about taking medication. I think science is great. For me, what I really wanted to do was just get to the root of it in a natural way. Now, before we move on, I often get asked as well, how did you get this candida overgrowth? How do you know what caused it? And I don't truly know exactly what caused it, but we were able to narrow it down to just a couple things. One being stress. Stress can cause candida overgrowth. And as I was leaving my full-time job and starting my business and stepping into this new role, yes, there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of unknown, but also prescriptive use. So when I grew up, I had got strep throat. I would get strep throat very, very often to the point where I'm like, why were my tonsils just not removed? I have no idea. But I would get strep throat multiple times a year, and I was constantly on antibiotics for it. Now, antibiotic use can be a trigger for candida overgrowth. So potentially, maybe back in high school, after all of the antibiotic use that I was using, maybe there was a bit of candida overgrowth then at that point, which was causing a lot of this. And also, I do think that my length of time I was on hormonal birth control contributed to it as well. So between those three things, that's kind of what we were able to identify as the cause for it. I did eat a very primarily whole food-based diet. I wasn't eating a ton of processed foods and sugars, and so we kind of ruled those out. It was definitely a learning lesson for me because I picture myself as somebody who is just in good health and gut health. It will not discriminate who is gut healthy and who is not. It comes down to so many factors. So I truly, truly believe that identifying issues from the gut first can solve so many, so many situations. So to kind of recap things that we talked about so far, I went to acupuncture, took some supplements. I got my period back for two months in a row, lost it due to stress and a potential deficit, then worked my way back to maintenance, did my gut test, my GI map, and identified that I had candida overgrowth as well as H. pylori. We treated both of those through an intensive protocol for about five and a half months. And then I started transitioning out of that protocol back to normal life, quote unquote, with just some small modifications. At this point, I started to notice a ton of changes. I noticed my energy levels. I noticed my skin clearing up. 
I noticed my mental clarity. That was huge. And it wasn't something that I was anticipating really noticing through all of this. So fast forward, we get through about end of summer of my protocol. Throughout this protocol, I also did not have a cycle. And I contribute that to the lack of carbohydrates I was consuming because of the strict diet I was on. Carbohydrates were very hard for me. I was eating a very high protein and high fat diet. It was kind of like keto. And I was trying to get in carbs wherever I could. But no matter how many carb sources I was eating, the carbs I was eating were very low calorie carbs. They were like vegetables. So it wasn't until I started moving out of this protocol, which to say, that this protocol prolonged me getting my cycle back. Sure, you could say that, but it ultimately helped me get my cycle back because I had to solve the root of the problem. So we had to solve the root of the problem before I could really move forward. So fast forward to September of 2023. This is when I knew that there was also more to this equation, and that was my nervous system. I had spent time healing my gut. I was noticing the changes. But what I was also noticing was that my nervous system was just completely out of whack. I was constantly living in fight or flight. I was in go, go, go mode. I didn't know how to slow down. And when I would slow down, there was a ton of guilt. There was just a lot of work that I, again, through my research, through interviewing other amazing experts on this podcast, I knew that I needed to take another step. And that step was working on my nervous system. So here in San Diego, I connected with a health clinic that is a holistic health clinic, and they offer modalities like breathwork and acupuncture and craniosacral therapy and hypnotherapy, all of these therapies outside of acupuncture that I had never done before, nor did I really know about many of them. So I went to a consultation there thinking, okay, I definitely need to get back into acupuncture. It really helped me that first time. But they also had recommended, okay, we need to get you out of this fight or flight and into rest and digest, parasympathetic versus sympathetic. And I was living in the sympathetic. I needed to transition more into the parasympathetic and learn how to regulate so that my body felt safe. And I totally connected with this. And I said, you know what? (laughs) Some of this is outside of my comfort zone. I've never done this before, but I am so open because I want this so bad. I just Ultimately, I want to start a family with my husband. I want to heal my body. I want my body to feel safe so that it can operate accordingly. And I started going to this clinic on a weekly basis. Some weeks I would, most weeks I was doing acupuncture. Some weeks I would also do a breathwork session or a craniosacral session or a hypno session. And all of these different modalities were helping me work on my nervous system. And if you don't know what any of those therapies are, they're incredible. I'm not going to dive into them in this episode because this episode is already (laughs) a lengthy one. But craniosacral is one that I didn't know anything about. And I truly, truly think it helped me regain my cycle. 
the second craniosacral therapy session that I went to, I left that day and I was like, something feels a little different. I'm going to take, I have ovulation strips and I haven't ovulated that I was able to detect in a long time. I tracked my temperature on my aura ring and I had never had any spikes. So I was having a hard time detecting if I was even ovulating. And I don't think I was. And I went home that day, I took a test and I was ovulating. And it was the coolest experience because I do think that the therapies that I were was doing directly contributed to how my body was responding. Also at this time, my practitioners had recommended that I actually take a step back from working out, from strength training. I could still get my daily movement in, but strength training, even at three days a week, might have just been a little too much for me at that point. So I had completely taken a break, which was extremely hard for me because that is part of my identity. But I also saw how much that made an impact for me in that moment as well. So I'm in these therapies, doing my acupuncture regularly, craniosacral, breath work, which really helped me get out of my head and into my body, and hypnotherapy. And these therapies, plus reducing my overall exercise and strength training, within one month, I got my period back. And I'm not saying it is one thing in particular. I get asked this question often, well, what was the one thing that helped you regain your cycle? There was not one thing. It was a two-year process of me putting in the work. There were so many tears. There were so many days where I just wanted to give up because I did not see it working. Oh, gosh, I'm going to get emotional. I held on to hope knowing that I was doing right by my body. And I just had to trust the process. And I say this to all of my clients because the approach that we take inside the macro accelerator or inside my course, it isn't a quick fix. It's not a how do we lose as much weight as quickly as possible. It is how can we optimize your metabolism, support your hormones, support your gut, lose weight or build muscle, focus on body recomposition in a sustainable way that's going to last you a lifetime. So I'm able to preach this, but it's really hard when you have to take it yourself. So put me into my client's shoes. And I just kept reminding myself, what would I tell the ladies that I work with? And honestly, that is what kept keeping me moving forward. And the thought of, I know that I'm doing right by my body. I need to trust this process. I need to give it time. So there was no one thing that led to me re-regulating my cycle. It was a two-year process, not saying that it will be that long for everybody, but it was a process for me learning and educating myself and identifying the root causes and then seeking out practices, modalities, and professionals to help me move through these different modalities and and these different aspects of my health. So with all of that said, now I can very happily say that when I did my hormone test last, everything was at a good level. Everything is looking so, so solid. And I now can look back on the past almost two years and I am so proud of myself for listening to my own advice 
seeking out guidance. And for those that are listening and are like, well, I don't even know how to find guidance, DM me on Instagram because it really, you have to advocate for your own health. And a big catalyst of me starting this podcast was to bring on guests in related fields as it pertains to women's health overall. So a lot of the women and men that you'll hear on this podcast are people that I have worked with or that I have a close relationship with. And I know that they have information to share that is going to help a lot of my listeners wherever you're at in your journey. So to kind of summarize and wrap all of this up, there was not one thing that helped me gain it back. What did help me regain my hormones, my hormone levels and my cycle and kind of reach this harmony in my body was understanding and addressing the root cause of my gut as well as my nervous system and getting my body to a place where it didn't feel like it had to live in fight or flight. It didn't have to live in this distressed state. It could relax. It could trust me to then operate as it should. So I hope that this episode, I know that this was a little bit of a lengthy one. I hope I didn't give you too much whiplash with my stories because it was not a very linear path to get here. I did have to do a lot of trial and error, but the things that did help me made a huge impact. So if I can share my story with anybody who is either about to come off of birth control or they're experiencing something similar or maybe they never were on birth control but they have hypothalamic amenorrhea or you know they struggle with their period know that you absolutely can heal it and know that it might be a little bit of a journey for you but it is so so worth it in my opinion because you're healing the root of it you're healing the root of the issue, not masking it. So if you have any questions, <laughs> feel free to DM me over at Mind and My Macros on Instagram. I'm truly so passionate about this topic because it has been such a huge part of my life. And again, I'm so open with sharing this. If this is new information for you, go check out my hormone highlight on my Instagram at Mind and My Macros. Because I talk about this from the very beginning through everything that I went through. But I promise you that you can heal and you can get to the root of the problem and feel good in your body and trust it again. So I hope this episode resonated with you. And if it did, send me a message over on Instagram at Mind and My Macros. And as always, it means so much to me. When you leave a rating and review on this podcast, I read every single one, like I said at the beginning, and each and every review and rating help this podcast, A, continue, and B, reach more people to help even more women and men, too, because <laughs> I know I've got some men listeners out there as well. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at Mind and My Macros to keep the combo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. 
And if you have any friends you know that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time.